The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to get out of that rut and break through to a higher level of success. This is Infinite Success Radio with Rachel O'Brien Eddy. In this engaging hour, you'll hear from people just like you who wanted to achieve success and did. What was their secret? You'll need to listen to find out. Now, here's your host, Rachel O'Brien Eddy. Welcome to Infinite Success Radio. I am your host, Rachel O'Brien Eddy. Thank you so, so much for listening all around the world. I really appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week. You know, we are here to bring you that little extra bit of wisdom and that dose of inspiration. In fact, this week, you're going to love the show because it's going to be an absolutely incredible inspirational story. My goal with Infinite Success Radio is to encourage, inspire, inspire and empower you to achieve a higher level of success in your business and in your life. And today's show is going to literally help you break through to that next level of success because the guest that I'm going to have for you guys today is going to be sharing his success story with you. And not just that, he's going to show you exactly what he's done to really take an idea and just launch it out there into the world. I mean, it's been nothing short of remarkable. So you guys are going to absolutely love my guest today. You're going to really enjoy the show. Make sure that you stick around through the entire show. Do not cheat and turn it off early because if you do, you will miss out on some really great information that my guest has in store for you today. So for those of you who are listening live, thank you so much for tuning in. And for those of you who are listening to the replay on iTunes or on Stitcher, please make sure that you subscribe and leave a review. We would love to hear from you. We would love to know what you enjoy about Infinite Success Radio. And if you guys have ideas for future episodes or special guests that you would like to hear from, please let me know that as well. You can get in touch with me at radio at connectwithrachel.com. Again, that's radio at connectwithrachel.com. I do respond to all of your emails personally. So if you will send me an email, let me know um, what your ideas are. I will definitely get back with you as well. So I, I love doing that because I do love hearing from you guys, my loyal listeners. So on today's show, you will definitely be inspired. We are talking about taking an idea from concept to Kickstarter sensation with my very, very special guest, Kevin Bates. Now, I'm going to bring him on here in just a minute, and he's going to share with you how he's taken an amazing idea, and he's really just absolutely launched it to the world, and it has gone crazy. I mean, it turned into an internet sensation practically overnight, and he's going to share with you a little bit about his story, his journey to success, some of the challenges that he's faced, and also what it took to really reach that next higher level of success. So without further delay, Kevin, are you with us? I'm here. Hello. Good morning, Rachel. 
Awesome. Good morning. I'm so, so excited to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for giving us some of your time. I know that you are super busy with this huge product launch that you've been doing. And so I'm really excited that you've chosen to spend your time with all of us today. So thank you. Thank you. Of course. I'm very happy to be here. So you are an absolute genius, in my opinion. <laughs> you are so amazing. You know, you're, you have this amazing talent and ability to take an idea and really make it into something incredible. And that's what you've done with your new product. Tell everybody what you've been working on and, and why we're so excited to have you on today. Give us a little idea. Okay, sure. Well, first off, I mean, the genius stuff, I think that's really nice of you to say, but I actually think that uh, everybody has the capability to do it. It's just uh, more or less following up on your dreams. So um, for me, my dream was uh, at the time building a literal uh, digital business card. So I took uh, learned the skills of electrical uh, mechanical engineering and used them to build a little uh, circuit board that uh, you could play games on. And so I put a video up on YouTube. A whole bunch of people give me emails and comments on my YouTube page. And so I decided to quit my day job and uh, turn it into reality. Well, that was a huge leap. I mean, that wasn't just a small, small leap from, from an idea to, to quitting your day job. I mean, what was the process in your mind? I mean, what were you thinking when you saw this really take off? I know it's been just a little bit over a year, I believe. Um, and it really was kind of this YouTube sensation. But to do that and then actually quit your job and move forward, I mean, what were you thinking during that prospect just when you were starting to consider, can I really do this? What was going through your mind? Well, first off, I think the most important thing was for me that when I had all the, the reviews and the comments, just it was so overwhelming at the time because I just had made this for myself. It was something that I thought was fun, and I never really uh, expected the number of people who would be also, like, enjoy it. So for me, it was just being able to process just that there are people out there. There is an audience. So if you do something that you love, there's going to be there's, – there's tons of people out there uh, that if you share it with them, they're going to – also enjoy that. So that was the first step was just to be able to realize that, um, you know, kind of if you build it, they will come or if you if you share something that you love, um, other people will love it too. So that was that was the first step was just to realize that, you know, no matter what you do in life, there's there's going to be a place, uh, a time and a place for it. And for me, uh, you know, I was lucky enough that, that those people had kind of gone out of their way to find me, to email me. And so first it was just trying to realize uh, you know, there was an audience out there. And then after that, it was it was getting some careful advice from um, a lot of really smart people on, on what to do next. So I think building a, building a strong group of advisors, uh, some friends and family that I could trust that would help me uh, transition into the next step. Absolutely. And I think, I mean, that really plays into to who your mentors are and, and how important that is in business. If you really want to be successful, you've got to have some amazing advisors and mentors that you can bounce ideas off of and that you can, you know, kind of run things by and say, hey, you know, what do you think about this? Will this work? What's the best strategy for that? Did you find that that was really instrumental in taking your concept from that initial phase to where you are right now a year later? Did those advisors oh, really play that pivotal role? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was super lucky to have some really uh, big hitting in, uh, VCs that were uh, stepping in to take part in being the uh, advisors for me. So I had some real formal, um, you know, people that, that gave me a lot of really good advice. But some of the best advice for people that had, you know, been along for the ride the whole way, you know, friends and family that I knew I could trust, 
uh, you know, to make the right decision for me and help me make the right decision for myself. And yeah, I mean, it was absolutely because I, I, I knew it was fun. I mean, I was doing this because it was a fun project for me and other people enjoyed it. But what I didn't know was how could this actually be a business? I mean, how could I keep doing this? and be able to pay the bills. <laughs> that was a real challenge. Right. That, I, that's a minor say, detail, right? <laughs> You've got to be able to pay the bills. <laughs> well, exactly. Because for me to be able to leave my day job, that would be, of course, the, the next step. And so um, that was what I was trying to figure out. And, and the best way to do that, uh, I mean, the best way to do anything you've never done before is to talk to people who have. And so that's exactly what I did. I saw other people who had gone from idea to a product to a business and just sought their advice and asked them a lot of a lot of questions. And so for about two or three months, um, I was just I was still keeping my day job, saving as much money as I could, and going around talking to people and, and getting advice. In the end, uh, the advice that I took was from actually my uh, my counsel, my legal counsel, my lawyer. And I asked them after going to Maker Fair. So I brought my product to Maker Fair, and a bunch of people were crowded around the booth asking me many questions, and I wanted. I wanted to know from my lawyers, is can I keep doing this on the side? Is there any way that I can just, you know, sleepless nights and you know, emails and my lunch break and stuff like that? And he said, not only, you know, do you risk the business from the standpoint of the current company owning it, but if you're an entrepreneur and you have a dream and you've, you've struck something, you've struck a chord with an audience, he, he thinks just go for it. I mean, many times uh, entrepreneurs are too careful in the or very earliest stages about when to make that first leap. So, you know, make sure you've got a, a place to fall. If it doesn't work out, don't be afraid to fail. But at the same time, if you don't try it, you'll never find out. Absolutely. So what do you think really was that turning point for you where you really saw this as, okay, this really could work. This really could be a viable business. And yes, I need to quit my day job. I mean, was there a specific turning point or a conversation or had you reached a certain number of people for example, that all of a sudden it made sense for you, or was it just kind of that leap of faith? It was, I mean, it was a little of everything. I think that the, the first bit that made me kind of step back and see this from a different perspective was when, as I mentioned, I took it to the Maker Fair, and I had, I had people coming up to me basically ready to give me money. And it wasn't something, because people won't comment online and things like that. You know, you never really know if they're real. But I had people coming straight to me in my face telling me that they would pay, you know, $50 or even $100 for this thing. And it was it was just shocking to me, and so that was the point when I when I had a crowd of, of many people around me, all you know, enjoying the same little fun project that I had made. It was just it was so cool, it was fun, and it it was something that I wanted to keep doing. Um, and so yeah, like I mentioned, I called my lawyer up and I said, "Can I keep doing this?" And he says, "Not only can you, I think you should." And so uh, for me at that time, I was just so excited about all the people who had just kind of been my fans, and so. Yeah, let's let's give it a shot. Um, I think everything that had come before that, the several months of asking advice from um, investors, asking advice from my friends and my family, uh, they were all kind of saying the same thing. Um, it really just felt like me that, uh, how do you say, like everybody was giving me the same direction. So it was just up right, to, right. to make, make, the, make the next step. And it's really hard sometimes, I think, to take that leap of faith as an entrepreneur. You know, you're walking away from that, that comfort from that reliability, maybe that you kind of have Mm -hmm. that, that backup plan. And so to really take that leap does take some guts, right? I mean, it really does. Oh, sure. Oh, it's scary. It's absolutely scary because I mean, I went from having, you know, everything that I needed, car, apartment, everything like that to really not knowing uh, what would be happening the next week. 
Uh, you know, there's a variety of different things that I did to try and make that easier. Again, um, leaning on your friends and family and making sure that they're there to support you. But but beyond that, like, um, again, if you want to try and do something, find people who've done it before. So I, I, I ended up um, partnering with some other entrepreneurs who are also uh, kind of taking some of their uh, concepts and ideas and just working alongside them and, and staying in touch and communicating and understanding what their challenges were. So that when I ran, I ran across them. I wasn't the only one. So that you can be able to share your experiences, um, and then of course, that of course extends to the social media. Um, you know, like I said, I had a lot of fans that had contacted me and followed me on my Facebook and, and YouTube, just to give back to them. A lot of the, the whole point of me doing this was to um, kind of thank and reward everybody who had, um, you know, reached out to me in the beginning. So as much as I can share with them. Um, kind of lightens the burden a little bit, but also gives me lots of feedback on, on what to do next. And during the concept phase, you actually brought your product to the White House, right? You got to tell yeah. us about that because that is oh super, gosh. super exciting. I, every time I see the pictures, I'm like, wow, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, thank you. The, uh, the, the There was a maker fair at the White House. So the one that I went to first time was in San Francisco. That's an open event that um, hundreds of thousands of people come down to the Bay Area and check out. Kind of like a giant science fair. Uh, lots of neat, fun, different things from uh, giant uh, robotic giraffes to um, 3D printers to underwater exploring robots. So just a little bit of everything. Um, right. So they brought a smaller version of this to the White House. So what they did is kind of um, shut down the Capitol for a little bit and invited all the the brightest young, um, you know, kind of entrepreneur, all of these makers into the White House, um, and also introduced a lot of uh, people to the CEOs of industry and things like that. So there was like the CEO of Intel and Microsoft and these different companies like that that were all uh, milling around and seeing kind of where uh, computers uh, have, have gone. So now um, we can actually have computers that fit inside of your watch. Um, you know, phones are getting faster and more powerful every day. And it used to be that this this technology was made um, originally in base or not in basements, like in, in garages. So, like you think about Apple and how they started in Steve Jobs and Wozniak's sure. uh, garage. That was a startup company, and it was at some point those guys were just making stuff because they had a passion. So the White House was kind of celebrating this American spirit of just you know getting down to it and creating something new, and and the ability to turn that into a business. And so they were supporting it by allowing us a chance. Uh, to mingle with a whole bunch of, um, you know, giant giant corporations who are looking how they can get involved in the new age of making. And do you think that was a turning point for you at all? I mean, was the exposure something that really helped kind of launch this on a bigger scale after you went to the White House, or or was it not much of a change? I think for me, mostly it was kind of a, a justification or a certification that I was on the right track. Because I felt like, th- at this point, I had left my day job. I'd actually received the inter- invitation two weeks after making the decision to finally, uh, uh, you know, make that leap. And I can't tell you if there's any better, you know, validation to, to tell you you're doing the right thing if the White House then invites you to come. And, uh, right! <laughs> that's, that's pretty so good. <laughs> I was doing, I was jumping up and down and doing jumping jacks in the living room after receiving that email. And I told, of course, all my friends, and they were very happy. Um, the actual event, it was kind of very interesting. It was almost over before it began. It was super short, very exciting. I was so happy to be there. But it was only a couple hours. And so to go from standing in line in the security to being walking outside afterwards, I was kind of like, wait, what just happened? 
And so wow. for me, it was it was an experience that I mostly remember through. Like when I think about it now, I think about the um, the love and, and and friendship that I have from my friends, friends and family that kind of supported me, and they were so happy for me. So that's what I think about most when I go look back on it. It's how happy um, you know everybody else that that supported me. Um, you know, it's like it helps them out too because they're like, oh, how you know, be, be able to be uh, proud for me. And, you know, I'm able to, you know, share that experience with my friends as well. I love that. And I think that's what's so powerful about being an entrepreneur and having having ideas that you're bringing out into the world is that people do get to go along with you. You know, your friends and your family and your fans get to be part of the journey and they get to come along your journey to success. And so I think that's a really great trait that entrepreneurs get to pass on is that that kind of the behind the scenes look as they're building and growing. And I know that you've been able to do that with your business as well. We actually have to stop right there and take a very, very short break. But when we come back, more with Kevin Bates. He is the founder founder of Arduboy, and he's going to be sharing more about his product and how he's been super successful on Kickstarter. So stick around and we will be right back. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Transform your life, boost your confidence, and create lasting wealth. Visit ConnectWithRachel.com forward slash success to discover how best-selling author and success coach Rachel O'Brien Eddy went from miserable, broke, and ridiculously overweight to traveling the world, dropping 90 pounds, and living the life of her dreams. Ready to jumpstart your journey to success? Go to ConnectWithRachel.com forward slash success. That's ConnectWithRachel.com forward slash success. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Infinite Success Radio with your host, Rachel O'Brien Eddy. Call in and let us know if you have a question or comment. Our number is toll-free in North America, 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to radio at connectwithrachel.com. Now, back to Infinite Success Radio. Here again is Rachel O'Brien Eddy. Welcome back to Infinite Success Radio. I am your host, Rachel O'Brien Eddy. Today, we are talking about how to take an idea and go from concept to Kickstarter sensation with my very, very special guest, Kevin Bates. Kevin, are you still with us? I'm still here, Rachel. Awesome. So before the last break, we were talking about you going to the White House and and how that kind of moved things forward even faster for you. I know that you've done some other really incredible things in the last year with your product. So let's talk a little bit about how you started this as a concept, this miniature gaming thing. Tell us what this is, because it started as like a, a small business card, and then you had to perfect it over time. So give us a little background of what that looks like and what this product really is. Sure. Yeah. The, kind of the beginning of it was that um, I was messing around with hobby electronics. So there's this little thing called the Arduino. 
Uh, some people might be uh, familiar with the Raspberry Pi, but it's basically like a miniature computer that you can plug in and begin programming and control LEDs. Uh, you can move motors, um, you know, control sounds with the speaker, and do a lot of different interesting stuff. So um, this is a hobby of mine, and uh, I had it for a number of years. Uh, when people would ask me, well, what is it that you do? Uh, many times I would tell them, of course, what is my day job? Uh, tell them some boring story about how I push paper around the office and stuff like that. But really what I wanted sharing with them was these cool, you know, uh, science fair type projects. But it was so difficult to, you know, maybe I could take a YouTube video or something and share it with them. I wanted something that was small and portable. I'd be able to pull it out of my pocket and say, here, this is what I do. And so I was on a quest to build like a digital business card, um, just something that was a small circuit board, which actually do something. You can actually interact with it. Instead of it being just a boring piece of paper, uh, you know, you could actually play with it for a little bit. So in the beginning, I was thinking about doing something that had like a, a game of Simon Says, just the four basic LEDs. But over time, I actually was able to grow the concept into having a little small screen, uh, six buttons, kind of speaker, and a battery all built into it. I put the video up on YouTube, and it got half a million views. Um, all the blogs all around the world uh, covered me, and I got thousands of emails. And so I said, okay, how can we actually produce these? Because people said, okay, we want to buy one. And I thought to myself, oh, my gosh, this takes me over an hour to build. <laughs> and there's, right. no that I could, <laughs> there's no way I could fill all these orders, um, you know, and, and, and actually have a life still. So... What it was is I said, okay, how do I actually make this or how do I design this in a way that I can get somebody else to make it? So how do I take um, – I made a prototype. So what I need to do is create basically documents. I need to document what it is that I've done and hand this over to a factory who can then train other people and then either do the same thing that I did or use more fancy processes, use machines, use robots to actually produce this easier and cheaper. Uh, that I made it. And I tell you what, that is a whole new world. Going from building one to building 10, uh, you know, that somebody else creates is, it's a lot of trust involved. There's a lot of communication involved. And sure. more importantly, it's just a lot of due diligence and checking up and double checking, uh, you know, making sure people understand uh, the message that you're trying to get across. So that step is called design for manufacture. So you're designing your, your product, you're, you're creating the documentation so somebody else can produce your product. And that's what I spent doing for the better part of a year, um, learning it from scratch. Um, and, and again, you know, using my resources, my friends and family to try and uh, find people who've done that before. So you really have, have gone just from a road of, of real faith and just taking a leap, you know, and a chance to learning all the ins and outs of what it's really going to take to manufacture this product, right? And it's taken, I mean, it's taken a full year, mm-hmm. but now you have a product and you yeah. have recently yeah. started a Kickstarter campaign that has gone crazy. I mean, you're an absolute sensation on Kickstarter right now. So give us an idea of, of what that process has been like. Yeah, sure. Uh, I would say that the the most important thing is to kind of visualize the visualize the goal, visualize where you want to be at the end. Uh, I mean, as you mentioned before, it was a year long process, and that's a lot of a year is a lot of time to you know fit in all sorts of panic attacks, anxiety about whether what you're doing is is worth your time and where it's going to end up. 
um, especially when you're not sure when you're going to finish or how you're actually going to do it. So you're yep. absolutely right. Having faith and having belief in what you're doing is critical um, because if you think negatively about it, then you're not going to get anything done or what you're going to do is not going to be the highest potential. You have to believe I mean, almost in every moment that what you're going to do is success, even blindly, even when other people say, well, are you sure you should be doing this? You need to make a decision early on whether you're going to move forward and get this thing finished or you're just going to give up and do something else. And, and, and you need to make that decision, I think, with your support community, with your friends, and tell them this is what I'm going to do and, and say it and share it with other people because that way you have other people. So when you're struggling, when you're like, oh, you know, I wish I could. I wish I could work harder. I wish I could, you know, get this, this get to the next step. You have other people that remind you, hey, you're working on it. You're doing it. You're doing the right thing, and uh, keep you on track. Because really, that's all that it takes. Is that you're going to fail um, many times throughout your 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 life and through any project and anything that you do. It's it's inevitable. Anybody who's ever done anything at all will tell you that you know you learn a hundred different ways that it won't work before you find one way that it does. And if you don't have that goal, if you aren't visualizing in your head what what your emotional state will be like once you finally reach that goal, it's gonna be it's just gonna be that much tougher. So for me, um, you know, I, I've been talking with you, Rachel, a lot during the whole process. You know personally about some of the, the challenges that I face in dealing with this, but every time you were just reminded me to say, Hey, you know what, this is something that I said I was gonna do and as long as it still provides me happiness and my friends and, and my fans happiness, then that's what you should be doing. Um, the, the most important thing for me was just staying on track. I had over 30 circuit board revisions. So I redesigned the product over 30 times. And every time that I wow. did it, I said, okay, I'm done. You know, surely I've thought of all the reasons why this is going to be difficult to manufacture. And then I send it to uh, get a quote. And then they come back and say, oh, this is too expensive or this needs to be changed. And just about every time I thought, oh, I'm sunk. This is it. You know, this is never (laughs) going to work. I want to give up. I'm going to throw my arms up in the air. I'm going to quit, go back to my day job. But after taking a minute to think about where I was and what I'd accomplished, look, look back and said, okay, you know, again, that's where, you know, going to the White House and all these things really fit in the picture. Because you look back and you say, oh, look at all these things I've accomplished in only a few months. You know, imagine how much more I can accomplish if I just uh, keep at it. Um, so, yeah, Absolutely. it's, just been a, it's been a, a, a cycle of, of up and down. It's a real emotional roller coaster. But that I think that's what being an entrepreneur is. To me, is about being able to take the ride, weather the storm, and be able to get out the other side. Because that's what separates people who are successful and, and those who, I think, struggle more are when you can take a challenge that is going to uh, affect you at a very personal level, an emotional level, and it's going to try you and, and put you up to a test that only only you're going to be able to succeed, and nobody else is going to be able to pass that test but you. And you just have to you just have to you just have to do it. I mean, it's just a a decision that you have to make. And sometimes sometimes you actually face that question, and sometimes you may have to say no. I mean, I've pushed and taken it as hard as I can, but the key is to understand what it was that that got you there and be able to take those experiences. And have them have them be a positive. How do you how do you take what you've learned and and move forward and and, and produce something new? So maybe if like when I worked on this system, uh, maybe if I found a, a circuit board 
or a component, a part that didn't work, that was like, oh, no, you know, I can't find one that's the right size. Okay, well, then maybe I need to change something else in the design to make it work with it. So just never giving up in, in the big picture. I mean, you're always going to have little little challenges that you're going to have to make hard decisions on. But as long as you're overall, you know, uh, kind of, again, back to what I said in the beginning, your eyes on the prize, as long as you're, you're um, stay conscious of, of what your goal is and working every day to try and achieve it, um, you're going to find that eventually you're going to get somewhere that you can just really proud of, proud of being, which is, for me, I'm very happy to say is, is you know, where I'm at right now. I'm very happy. So it's, it's going well. That's awesome. Yeah, it's funny. We actually did a show last week. Our show is about bouncing back. So when you're facing challenges and adversity, how to bounce back quickly so that, you know, you're not stuck in that, oh man, it's never going to work. Oh man, it's too hard. Because it happens to all of us. Anytime we're working toward a big goal, whether it's a personal goal or a professional goal, anytime we're working towards something big in our life and business, there's going to be setbacks. There's going to be challenges. Things are going to go wrong. You know, technology will break. Um, yep. And so it, that's what happens. That's going to happen. It's going to happen. It is. And so it's, it's really a matter of, like you said, staying on track, keeping that focus and, and just pushing through and, and, when you do that, eventually you will come out on the other side of it. it. I think far too often people quit right before they're about to have that big breakthrough, right before their big success. They throw in the towel because it just gets to be too hard yep. or you know, too frustrating. And I'm sure you probably have felt like that in the last year. I'm sure there's been moments oh, yeah. where you yeah. thought, man, this is never going to work, right? Repeatedly. And I'll tell you what, I think that the best specific advice I can give in relationship to that is that when you feel that the most, at least this is the truth for me, is when I feel the most stressed out, I feel like, you know, I'm walking around, like, telling people I'm going to give up and, like, oh, this is it. You know, and maybe I'm joking when I'm saying it or whatever, but I know that when I'm most stressed out, when I'm pushed to the limit, that's actually right before I'll have a break, too. That's right before, yep. um, you know, I've got a big event or I've got um, some delivery that I need to hit some some milestone. And, you know, maybe it flips by a few days, maybe it flips by a week, or maybe something's changed that I'm not happy about. But I can already tell you that once you push through that last little bit of stress and anxiety, for me, every time I always come out and find out, wow, well, the reason why I was so stressed was because I accomplished something that I've never done before or nobody else has even done before. So, of course, it's going to be scary. Of course, it's going to be stressful. And you just need to recognize it's just that's that, that's the part of the, you know, the no pain, no gain. I mean, that if you do it enough, if you continue on your path enough, if you step back and you say, okay, uh, you know, when you're feeling that anxiety, you step back and you say, okay, I, that, that destination is still on the other side of that, that struggle, and you can continue on through it regardless of how difficult it is for you, then you'll find that, um, you know, you're going you're gonna to get awesome results. You're just going to be in a point where you're proud of where you're at and, um in the, in the end, you know, you'd be amazed at how quickly those stresses and struggles fade away. I mean, they only exist in the moment. That's one thing that's important to realize. Yep, absolutely. That, that, that stress and anxiety, it's only there right in the moment. But once you accomplish what you meant to do, um, that satisfaction is something that you can share with your friends and family and your fans for, for as long as you're continuing to work on a project. Absolutely. 
So we've got to talk about this Kickstarter campaign because you have really just blown it up over on Kickstarter. So first of all, where can people find your campaign so that they can see what Ardu Boy is all about and they can get one for themselves while the campaign is going? Where do people find it? And let's talk about Kickstarter. How have you been so successful there? <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, just to mention what the product is again, it's, it's called Artiboy. It's a it's a miniature game system. Uh, it's powered by Arduino, so that means you can program it yourself. Uh, if you've never programmed before, we got tutorials to teach you to get started if you've never done it before. Uh, or you can download games other people have made from our website. So if you just want to enjoy the games, uh, we're starting with six or seven that people can download via USB. Uh, and, and again, since we, I'm not showing a picture of it, it's a miniature game system on a credit card. So it's separate from your cell phone. It's just a little fun little toy. Uh, we have them live on Kickstarter right now. Uh, they're going for $39. So they're kind of a fun, cheap, affordable way either to learn how to program or revisit um, you know, some of the favorite games that you've had in the past, uh, 8-bit classic gaming uh, for your pocket. Um, so, yeah, we're live on Kickstarter right now. Uh, the process and things of getting to that point, again, is another challenge. Um, a little bit more about my story is that um, three months ago, four months ago, I applied to a program. It's a business accelerator. Uh, the company is called Hacks or Hackcelerator, uh, H-A-X-L-R-8-R. <laughs> so they rebranded as Hacks to get that number, H-A-X uh, number out of their um, title is a little bit too 1990s for them, I guess. So, <laughs> nice. Um, but this is a business incubator that uh, gave us some seed investment uh, and then brought us out to Shenzhen, China. Uh, just across the border from Hong Kong, but this is where like 90% of the world's electronics are built. Um, they've got uh, entire shopping malls. Like uh, most people around the world would be able to go shopping for clothes and shoes. You can go shopping for processors, capacitors, resistors, electronic components of all shapes and sizes. And, and there's just booth after booth of, of all these amazing things. So if you want to build a prototype, if you want to manufacture electronics, um, this, is the, this is the best place in the world to be. So for three months, I was working out of an office in China, never been to China, never spoke the language before or the culture or anything like that, uh, and just hit it just full on. Um, they gave us training on how to do the design for manufacturer steps, actually getting the prototype there. But a lot of what the business uh, incubator was for was it was to build you up to launch. So how do you go from, uh, you know, this early stage prototype, and how do you go into something that you're prepared to sell other people? So a lot of it was understanding things like market positioning, understanding things like branding, advertising, uh, you know, all the different aspects of a business you need to focus on when you're trying to launch a, uh, like a campaign. And that's really what you have to focus on. For Kickstarter, it's a campaign. In the same way, if you're like running for president, if you're running for, you know, uh, any kind of, any kind of thing where you need people to vote for you or donate their money, that's what you're, that's what you have to focus on. Is it's a limited amount of time where people will have a chance to support what you're doing. And so really, uh, you're going to find this case, I think, a lot in life. Anytime you try to do anything that is a project or uh, a business, is you have to uh, get people emotionally involved. You have to find a way to get people to care about what it is that you're doing. Um, and, and in business world, we call that a pitch. So what's your pitch? You know, how do you get me going, being in an elevator with you, and I have no idea who you are? How do you tell me your story? 
how do you tell me what your product is and get me interested? And so you heard a little bit earlier for me when I entered into this section what my pitch was about the digital gaming card. And yep. uh, they helped us build that pitch. They had, what's your value statement? What, what do I get when I buy your miniature game system? Well, you can play video games. You can learn how to program, right? So uh, presenting this in a easy-to-understand um, campaign, so you have one page that you build on your Kickstarter, so you have just one place on the entire Internet. I mean, how many pages are on the Internet? Um, you have one place out of all of those millions or billions of websites where you get to tell your story. And the best advice that I got along those lines is if you're doing a presentation, just imagine that is the last presentation you're ever going to give. How do you want people to remember you? How do you people want you to recognize what it is that you're doing and be able to leave it? So you like assume that you're not going to get any chance to say anything more. Put it all out there and just hit launch. You know, you just got to tell your story. Um, hope people have a way to connect with you and um, just put it out there, uh, you know, and wait, wait for the world to respond. Um, but at the same time, this is something you've done. This is your, something you're proud of. So email people. I mean, that's where you go back to your community. So if you want to launch a campaign, um, the most important thing for that is the community. Uh, you know, if you've got YouTube followers, if you've got Twitter followers, People have emailed you and asked about the project. Just go back to them again and say, hey, you know, we're doing it. Uh, you know, we're live on Kickstarter, and if you have any questions, just let us know. Uh, and then staying responsive to that community, making sure that they're supported and all their questions are answered. And if what you're doing is cool, if you're a friendly person who is, you know, responsive to people's questions, you're going to find success. I mean, how much, how much, how many dollars or whatever, I don't think that's as important as focusing on the number of people because um, that's, that's really ultimately an early stage of the business what you need. I mean, if you can convince investors so that you've got an idea and you can take a business, that's great. But if you can find people who want to buy your product and want to tell their friends about something that you've done, there's nothing more valuable than that. And so Kickstarter is the perfect platform to be able to do all those things, to get, um, you know, the community involved, to get media attention, and at the same time to uh, collect that, uh, collect the dollars so you can actually pay those bills uh, because convertible notes aren't easily uh, able to pay for your rent and your uh, cable internet bills and things like that. So, yeah, Absolutely. it's going great. Right now we're rounding out about a quarter million dollars on there, which is <laughs> 10 times our goal, and I'm... Uh, really busy trying to answer a lot of those emails and keep the community engaged. But what what a whirlwind! I tell you what. Absolutely. Well, and it really has been. It's been so exciting to watch this process unfold in the last year because I've been following what you've been doing and we've been keeping up. So it's just been so exciting to be part of that process with you. We've got to take a short, short break. Uh, when we come back, I want to know just a little bit more about those numbers on Kickstarter because you actually were able to reach your goal very, very quickly. And I think that might surprise our listeners. So everybody, please do stick around. We've got some more really great stuff with Kevin. Stick around and we will be right back. It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Transform your life. 
boost your confidence, and create lasting wealth, visit connectwithrachel.com forward slash success to discover how best-selling author and success coach Rachel O'Brien Eddy went from miserable, broke, and ridiculously overweight to traveling the world, dropping 90 pounds, and living the life of her dreams. Ready to jumpstart your journey to success? Go to connectwithrachel.com forward slash success. That's connectwithrachel.com forward slash success. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Infinite Success Radio with your host, Rachel O'Brien Eddy. Call in and let us know if you have a question or comment. Our number is toll-free in North America, 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to radio at connectwithrachel.com. Now, back to Infinite Success Radio. Here again is Rachel O'Brien Eddy. Welcome back to Infinite Success Radio. I am your host, Rachel O'Brien Eddy. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We are talking about taking your idea from concept to Kickstarter sensation with my very, very special guest, Kevin Bates. Kevin, thank you so much for being with us today and for sharing your story and your journey to success. It has been absolutely incredible. I love some of the tips that you've been sharing with the listeners today about how they can take their ideas and really get them out there, building that community, getting people involved, asking mentors, friends, family for ideas and feedback. All of these pieces are critical if you want to be successful as an entrepreneur. So welcome back to the show, Kevin. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Rachel. Having a good time. So before the last break, we were just starting to talk about Kickstarter and the success you've had so far. Now, your campaign has only been going for, has it been a week yet? Yeah, just a week. Just a week today. Just a week. And you've already surpassed a quarter of a million dollars in your campaign. That is absolutely incredible. I'm so excited for you (laughs) and for the success of your product. I mean, it's absolutely amazing. And, you know, it was so funny because I was watching this on day one, and I literally watched it go from, like, 10,000 to 20,000 to 40,000. I mean, it just – it went so fast. Were yeah. you expecting that to happen, or did you kind of get caught off guard by the success? Um, well, I would say a little bit of both. So so first off, I would say that, that, that uh, when you do a Kickstarter, I think the best thing to do is to understand, again, that it is a campaign. It's something that you're trying to be proud of and share with people. But how do you say? There are kind of ways, I don't want to say to cheat. There's definitely ways to, to get ahead and do things that other people don't, don't realize are, are possible. So um, one of the best ways that you can do a Kickstarter and actually get that success, there, there are ways that you can actually go ahead and, and trick the system in order to get those early campaigns. And, and like I mentioned before, the first thing that you can do is contact your your following, or I mean, even better than that, have a following. I mean, what you want right. to do before you you, t- you start with that Kickstarter campaign is you want to you know build a website uh, where people can get information about what your product is. If you're trying to keep some of it a secret, just make it kind of teaser information. Um, you want to go around and maybe do some events before the Kickstarter where you can show off your product to a limited community. Um, if you can use other communities that exist where people like existing products like chat rooms, forums, things like that. And so you have an email list. 
Uh, you want to generate an email list of at least a few hundred people. The more, of course, is the better. Uh, I was very lucky that when I ran the original YouTube video page, uh, I mean, Rachel, you were one of the first persons who told me you got to have a place for people to sign up. You got to yep. have a way to, to get that contact information because these are people who, um, you know, like what you're doing and they want to stay involved. And if you got to give them a place to, to do that. So build a community, have a way to contact people who are interested. That's number one. Uh, number two is timing. So you need to make sure that these people are prepared, that they know that your Kickstarter campaign is coming. Uh, and so send them a, an email a week before, a month before or something, and, and set a date. So we're going to launch this, this day and this time. We'd love for you to take part in it. So that way, they're actually live on Kickstarter, like wait, hitting refresh, waiting for you to push that button. Um, the second thing that's really awesome to be able to do uh, is for everybody. It's not going to be not going to be easy. Not going to be something that that uh, is comfortable for most people to do. But um, actually, contacting internet news media blog. Uh, if you read some website uh, regularly that covers some of the stuff that you like. If for me, like I read some blogs that cover video games and things like that. Uh, try to contact the people who write the stories and say, hey. We're launching a Kickstarter. We would love for you to be able to run a story about uh, the product. Um, you know, if you want some more early advanced information, be happy to share it with you. So be bringing the media into your community is really a crucial step. Getting people who have a voice uh, that other people listen to, have a platform, get them to be believers. I mean, if you've got an awesome product, the best way to do that is find people who cover similar products and find their Twitter name, find their email, whatever you can do to try and contact this person. And that's, that was the other bit of my success. So I had a following, and I built that following because uh, actually one of the best websites for me is a website called uh, Gizmodo, and they cover a lot of different electronic stuff. They talk about iPhones and um, you know smartwatches and things like that. And they were in a story uh, that linked directly to the Kickstarter. And what's the advantage of doing that? Uh, well, basically... Almost a quarter of my people who signed up on Kickstarter did it straight through that website. They didn't even yep. click on the, the final link. They just watched the video and then donated money uh, straight from there. So uh, doing whatever you can to maximize your reach by kind of um, cherry-picking some of the, your favorite blogs and asking them very nicely, uh, if, if that's not enough, sending them free products to demo, uh, is also an awesome way to get started. They will often want to return these products because they can't take gifts. Uh, can't take gifts as journalists. But uh, you know, there's a lot of sneaky tricks that you can do all those ways. And then third is just making sure that you're responsive, so that when you start a campaign and you put it on there, that first 24 hours is going to be crazy. Especially if you've done your homework and you've got people ready to go from the bat, which is what I did. I mean, I already had two or 3,000 people who wanted to buy one already. I just had to right. get them in place. But then they want to see that you're a real person. You want to see that you're not just this person, you know, you're not just a robot posted something online. So when there's comments and there's emails coming in, you got to do your best to respond to them almost instantly. I mean, if you're going to plan on doing a Kickstarter, if that's something that you're interested in doing, I mean, just plan on sitting at your computer at least for a solid 12 hours. Just answering emails, responding to comments. Um, if people are running stories, to thank them, email them, uh, to link to their stories from your website, uh, and just being available. Um, I think that's one of the best things to do. Again, as I mentioned before, sharing uh, your success is, I think, one of the best ways to help grow the success. 
because people people are attracted to it. I mean, everybody's attracted. It's always fun to be around people who are successful. It's always fun to be successful yourself. And so let that rub off. So if, you, if, if you're sharing your story with other people, include them. Figure out ways that you can make them part of the story because then they will want to share that story that much more because they're part of it. And so that's what's great about Kickstarter is that they get to take part in the updates and read the comments. They get notifications when you do updates and things like that. So providing a constant source of content um, for the project so that people can continuously feel engaged is, is really critical. So those are the three things that I would say are critical for specifically Kickstarter success is have a great community and build it beforehand. Um, key up the media, get them ready to write stories on day number one, and make sure that you're responding uh, to everybody and making sure that all your customers are happy. Awesome. I love that. I mean, that is such great wisdom because obviously your campaign has been very, very successful. So you have done it the right way. And so anybody who's listening right now, if you guys have an idea, if you've got a product that you're wanting to get out there and it's something that you want to do through Kickstarter, listen to the replay of this episode and take detailed notes of what Kevin just shared because that's exactly what it's taken for him to get the results that he has. So that is absolutely awesome. I love those tips and those strategies. And I do think it's important that you do build that community. And you've done such a great job in your niche of doing that, really building that community where people feel like they are part of the success and they're part of the journey. And, and don't we all want that? I mean, don't we all want to be part of, of somebody's great success story? I mean, I think that's, that's human nature. We want to be part of the fun and the excitement. And that's really what you're doing right now with your, with your Kickstarter. Now, I know that there is a goal out there <laughs> for you to change your name. And I've seen some chatter on this. I've seen a lot of chatter, actually, about everybody wanting to have you change your name. So what's it going to take for you to change your name? Tell us the details. Yeah, so we're, we're yeah, it's funny, actually, as we just rounded up over a quarter million. This, it is in sight to actually get this campaign up to a million. Uh, when I first looked into doing this and stuff like that, it was definitely uh, something that I want to do. Uh, what we're gonna what we're gonna do is number one is uh, to be able to change your name. You can just do that in the United States. You can just say, you know, you can call me Artaboy, and then that becomes my name. Uh, if I want to legally change my name, there is a lot of paperwork and a lot of sitting in front of judges. Um, considering the amount of traveling that I'm going to have to do to actually get this business off the ground, it's probably not a good time for me to change my driver's license, my passport, all my insurance information, <laughs> because I would actually be stuck in limbo uh, for, for a few weeks uh, having to wait for paperwork. So uh, we're not going to do an illegal name change, but if you call me Artaboy, I won't ruffle my brow at you and give you a funny look. I will just <laughs> smile and give you a hug or something like that. Um, nice. The other things we're going to do is just step it up on the branding. Like, So, for example, the thing I think I'm going to make the post on uh, Kickstarter is that we're actually going to do the Twitter name. So there's somebody who actually already owns the Artiboy Twitter handle. So using some of our uh, you know, seven-figure Kickstarter money, we'll have to see what we can do to try and grease the wheels to get the Artiboy Twitter going on. Nice. Nice. Well, I love it. I think it's a huge goal and it's definitely attainable. You guys are only, you know, a week into the campaign. You've got what, three weeks left? Is that right? Yeah, we've got three weeks left. Uh, there are websites you can go to that will track your, your progress and actually project out where you expect you to be. Um, we are tracking either anywhere from like maybe 1.5 million to, to 600,000. I mean, I'm so happy to be where I'm at right now. 
Like, even if I just closed the campaign tomorrow, I mean, it's been super successful, more than I probably expected. We're going to keep running it and see where it ends up. Um, we're, we're trying to come up with new stretch goals along the way, keep, keep people excited. But uh, like, I, like I said before, the most important thing, the most awesome thing is to see the number of followers. So, I mean, the, the dollar figure, yeah, that's great. But actually, it's a very cheap product. And um, how do you say, like, margins are... Are, are thin, <laughs> but what we're doing right, is trying right. to get it out there to the people. We're building, we're, again, we're building the community with this. So to see that there's almost 5,000 people who are going to be, um, you know, enjoying the game system um, since it's open and people can create their own games. You know, we could be seeing hundreds, uh, hundreds of new games that people have never even seen before that get it created uh, from this. Uh, people who've never programmed before learning to program, uh, and so. You know, you, you often say it's like even if one person enjoys this, you know, you've won. So it's it's just been fantastic. Um, again, I, I'm just doing it mainly for the community. I mean, like for me, it's been a lot of hard work, a lot of challenges, a lot of sleepless nights. And I say, oh, why am I doing this? And then, you know, I go and I read back through some emails of people who have supported me, read some comments. I'm like, okay, that's right. We're doing this for everybody who believed in me and believed in the product and the project. And more importantly, to see where it goes. I mean, this is just the first step. We released this product, and that's the awesome thing about having a community is that they'll help you build what's next. They're going to tell you, uh, hey, you know, we want to see this, we want to see that. And um, that's what we're going to do is whatever whatever the community wants to see, um, that's going to be working on the next product. So right now awesome. I hate to cut you off, Kevin, but we are out of time today. You know, we're going to have to bring you on the show again, and you'll have to keep us posted on all of your great success and the next products that you have coming out down the road, which I'm sure will be amazing as well. That's all the time we do have for today. Thank you so much, Kevin, for joining us. For all of you listening, please go to arduboy.com for more information on Kevin's awesome product and his Kickstarter campaign. Thank you so much for listening each and every week. Make sure that you share Infinite Success Radio with your friends, with your family, with your colleagues. You never know whose life could change as a result. I'm Rachel O'Brien Eddy reminding you to believe in the power of a dream. Have an amazing day and we will see you again next week. Same time, same place. Thanks for tuning in. You can hear Infinite Success Radio live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Rachel O'Brien Eddy invites you to check out another show next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.